In today's podcast, we debate whether Jesus said something or not. And is Paul a trustworthy source? We talk about when being helpful can ruin a friendship. We briefly debate the holiest day of the Christian calendar, and I come dangerously close to disagreeing with Jesus. Wait a minute. I do not do that. Who put that in my text? Is that even my voice? I don't, All on the I way not, to answering the question, I did, I'm pretty sure was I Jesus wrong? That I didn't. Welcome to the Sky Pilot Podcast that explores questions of faith, spirituality, and religion. I'm Dan Matthews, and I don't have all the answers, but I do enjoy the questions. Welcome to the podcast where every question is an invitation into a spiritual quest, and you're invited along for the journey. First, for a little bit of biblical debate. In the Bible, we are told, as you may have heard, that it is more blessed to give than to receive. This has to be one of the most quoted passages from Scripture, and to be honest, not always in a good way. I've even heard older siblings use it as justification for taking something away from a younger sibling. First, that really isn't giving, it's taking. And obviously, in this case, the Bible verse is simply being used to attempt to pacify the victim, which also, unfortunately, is not the only time that the Bible has been used to attempt to pacify victims of injustice. And that will, without a doubt, be the topic of a later podcast. So back to the passage. The Bible actually says this, quote, Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive, end quote. So there we have it. The Bible proclaims he said it, case closed. Except this quote isn't from the Gospels, but it's from the book of Acts. Now, for a little background, some of the books of the Bible, we debate who wrote them, but not this particular book. Both the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts are pretty universally understood to have been written by Luke, who is mentioned in Scripture himself. So this quote is Luke quoting Paul, who's quoting Jesus, who Paul actually never met Jesus, except through a vision. Actually, maybe a better term would be a spiritual intervention led by Jesus several years after Jesus's death and resurrection. Now, I'm not challenging Paul's conversion or the power of his witness. Just notice that he wasn't one of the firsthand observers of Jesus's ministry. So the Gospels, which are the story of Jesus's ministry, don't mention this quote from Jesus. So, consequently, we should stick to the biographies and ignore the guy who never even met Jesus, right? Well, not so fast. Paul's ministry actually predates the writing of the first gospel by about 30 years. So, Paul has a good 30 years of talking to and ministering with eyewitnesses of Jesus' actual ministry. So, there's actually no reason to assume he made up this quote. So, Jesus said... In all likelihood, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And here is the more controversial question. Not, did he say it? But is he right in having said it? Why on earth, Dan, would you even ask such a stupid question? Of course he said it. Of course it's right. What kind of world would this be if it were more blessed to receive than it is to give. Okay, okay, settle down. Fair point, point taken. 
But allow me to jump in here with a story. Quite a few years ago, when Sarah and I were much younger, we met another young couple with whom we seemed to have a lot in common. We hit it off. We went to their house for dinner. They came to ours. It was one of those fast-building friendships that was clearly going to last for the rest of our lives. As it turned out, we had a couple of trips planned that we were going to be away, and it was going to keep us away for several overnight stints. And they were willing, eager even, to help us out by stopping by our house to bring in the mail, water the plants. They even wanted to keep our dog at their house. It was, again, the building of one of those magical friendships in which they offered without being asked. You know, that kind of friendship where you fill in for each other without even thinking about it. After all, that's what it means to be in a relationship like this. Well, okay, fast forward six months, and we hardly ever saw them anymore. Oh, we saw them socially in activities that we otherwise had in common, and there hadn't been a breakup. There had never been an event that caused any of us to turn away from the relationship. We just, we had drifted apart. I remember so clearly one night after dinner, the kids were in bed, Sarah and I started to discuss why the friendship had cooled. And interestingly, we both attributed it to the same thing. It had to do with their taking care of our house while we were gone. We were so thankful for their help. And we eagerly anticipated the day we could in turn help them out. We even told them so, and they agreed how nice it was to be able to do for each other in this way, except over time we noticed they wouldn't allow us to do for them. Time after time, they would spontaneously do nice things for us, truly nice things, but always scrupulously avoid our being able to reciprocate in any way. And so without even talking about it, Sarah and I slowly Quit reaching out to them. It just wasn't fun to be in a relationship with someone who could only give and never receive. Do I believe that Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive? Yes, of course I do. Do I think it is actually more blessed to give than to receive? Well... Just let me explain. Look, let me begin by making a point using the Christian calendar. And I'll start with a question. What, according to you, what is the holiest and most important day on the Christian calendar? All right, have you got your answer? Did you answer Easter? Well done. Did you answer Good Friday? All right, I know you. You're that person who likes to show off your knowledge, aren't you? Did you answer Christmas? Well, no, that's not the answer I was looking for. But you do get points for letting your inner five-year-old shine through. So the holiest day of the Christian year is Easter, right? Well, yes, absolutely. But the people who said Good Friday also have a strong argument because everything about Easter is also dependent on Good Friday. So Easter wins as long as we recognize that Good Friday is really part of the same formation. You can try to separate them, but then you just get one side of the coin, something that's shiny and exciting, but thin without the other half. 
When we tell the story of Holy Week, Easter is where we're trying to journey towards, but Good Friday is the formation necessary for us to get there. Okay, now back to giving and receiving. Which is holier of the two, giving or receiving? And you say, giving, of course, because, well, Jesus said so, and because you probably want to avoid a crack of ominous thunder as well. Okay, so giving is indeed holier, but I think we sometimes miss the point. You see, if the point of Jesus' life and ministry is to have everyone in the entire world follow God, and if that, let's say, having been achieved, everyone began to give exclusively, what kind of world does that create? Jesus did not envision a world in which we all give and never receive. I do believe that giving is more blessed than receiving. I guess. But I don't really think the two should be separated. You see, if you don't know how to receive, then you'll probably never really understand giving either. I think most of us struggle with one of these or the other, with either giving or receiving. And the truth is that God calls us to be able to do both. Look, I think the world's divided into three types of people. Those who are more uncomfortable with giving rather than receiving. Those who are more uncomfortable with receiving rather than giving. And the third group, well, they're just uncomfortable. They don't much like the prospect of giving or receiving. And what about a fourth group? The people who've mastered giving and receiving. Well, I'll tell you that life is a process of growth and learning. And I don't think we ever fully arrive on this journey. I don't think there is a fourth group. I think there are some of us who are closer than others, but I don't think anyone ever truly masters giving and receiving. Oh, and if you're wondering where you line up in these three categories... First of all, remember that you aren't stuck in one. We change. And I mean not over time, not over long spans of time. You can change, and you probably do, even depending on the situation. You might be someone who's amazingly generous with family, but you have a difficult time receiving from them. And you might also be somebody who's amazingly generous with family, but you really struggle being generous with strangers. And we're not even consistent in where we're generous and where we receive. I live in Atlanta, a large city, a place filled with people who depend upon the generosity of others when trying to merge into traffic, but interestingly, have no patience with other people when they want to merge. As I said, we can be a bit inconsistent on this one. Want to know if you're good at one or the other, but you aren't sure how to check? Try these sentences on and see how they make you feel. Say the words, I love to give. Now say the words, I love to receive. But wait, there's one more part that really tests it. Say these and then add this phrase and then let go. I love to give and then let go. In other words, I don't want plaques, I don't want thank yous, I don't want appreciation or recognition of any kind. I just really enjoy the process of giving. 
I love to receive and then let go. Meaning I can receive a gift and then let go of any thought that it somehow changes the power dynamic, that I have to pay it back. I can just receive a gift and be thankful for the gift. Just remember, I know what the Bible says, but I think God genuinely wants us to know that it is truly blessed to give and receive. That's all for today. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you get notified of future episodes. Also, you can find me on Facebook and YouTube. Just search for Sky Pilot Faith Quest. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, I'd love to hear from you by email. My email address is dan at skypilot, S-K-Y-P-I-L-O-T dot zone, Z-O-N-E. On your spiritual journey, may you ask questions, seek answers, and boldly go wherever the quest takes you. Thanks for listening to Sky Pilot Faith Quest. I invite you to send me a question or leave a review. And remember, the sign of a strong faith, solid religion, or healthy spiritual journey is not certainty, but that you keep asking questions. <laughs>